0: and welcome to the Travel Loving Moms podcast. I'm your host, Penny. I have the pleasure of talking with moms from all over the world who travel with their kids. They share their travel stories, their how-to tips, and mom advice with us. I'm sure you will enjoy listening to them talk as much as I enjoy talking with them. All right then, let's get started on today's episode. Hello and welcome to episode 32. My guest today is a mom to two little boys. She is from Tampa, but her husband is from Serbia, which is a country located in the Balkans in Southeast Europe. I had to look that up to share with you. She works full time, but they travel the world every chance they get. They most recently traveled to Russia, Croatia, Denmark, Norway, Bahamas, and the Grand Canyon- Caymans. I'd like to welcome my guest, Kristen with Pish Posh Travel with Kids. Hey, Kristen, how are you doing today? Hi, good. Everything's great over here. How are you? I'm wonderful. I'm enjoying this uh, cool weather that we're starting to have. Oh, my goodness. We had
1: an absolutely amazing weekend. I mean, I think it's false hope down in here in Florida because it's usually still very, very hot into October. But it was so nice, and it was so enjoyable enjoyable to be outside. So it was... uh, welcome fall. (laughs) Yes, yes. And today's the first day of fall, which is super nice. (laughs) Yes, officially. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's bittersweet, you know, sad that summer is gone, but I am ready for this weather.
0: Absolutely. I agree. Now, could you tell us where you're from and a little bit about your family? Yeah, absolutely. So I am, I am born and raised in Tampa. Um, I've moved away a couple of times, but I uh, always
1: come back here. This is, you know, this is home for me. Uh, my husband, he also grew up in Tampa for the most part, but he's actually a uh, Serbian. He was born in uh, Belgrade, Serbia. Uh, he moved here when he was two. Um, his, his father played um, professional soccer and it moved him to the U S first to New York and then down to Tampa. Um so and then so he's basically born and raised in Tampa also. Um and then we have two little boys. Uh they are 4 and 6. Uh Cristiano is my younger one, but he's about to turn 5, which he's already telling everyone he's 5 years old. Mm-hmm. And and Maxim, he's um he's 6 and will be 7 in January. So we are uh, not short of any entertainment and crazy stories in our house with uh, two crazy little boys running around. So we, we certainly have fun. We certainly have our challenges, but um,
0: it's, it's, it's a fun dynamic for sure. Oh, I can only imagine with two little boys. I have a little girl. <laughs> yes. Oh, uh, yeah. I,
1: I mean, it's funny because people do. They're like, are you going to try for a girl? And I'm like, ah, my luck. I will have another boy. So well. <laughs> We're good. I'll borrow, I'll borrow other people's daughters.
0: <laughs> Are you a little girl dog or something?
1: <laughs> yes. Yes. I mean, and it's sad because I would love to have a little girl. I mean, I, or I actually I feel like maybe I would go broke because there's <laughs> so much cute stuff for girls. Like you walk into the store and like the, oh, about three fourths of the stores for little girl stuff. And then mm-hmm. you have the little corner of boys clothes. So, <laughs> so yeah, and maybe it's a good thing. Maybe, maybe not. <laughs> well,
0: now since your boys are so small are they in uh right well your oldest one he's in what grade is he in so my oldest one is in first grade
1: and then my younger one started vpk so we are on the official school calendar of traveling which uh It was so nice that we could travel during the off-peak times because, you know, that's when you get the better deals and the discounts and just things are more affordable. But now we are holidays, spring break, all the, you know, all the major times where people travel. So we're kind of stuck in that schedule, but we make it work.
0: Yeah. Yeah. You get in with all the other people that are traveling too when you have good school schedules.
1: Yeah, and it's busier, it's crazier, mm-hmm. it's more, more chaotic, expensive. more expensive, but
0: you know, <laughs> we still do it because we love it. Wonderful. And everybody would probably be wondering, since you live in Tampa, you're close to Disney World. So I and I do know that y'all just went to <laughs> Disney World. So how was that? We
1: you know, we uh we love it since we are an hour away. So we have to be the pass holders. Um, it only makes sense because even if you just go a couple times a year, being the pass holder makes up all in just one trip with how pricey the tickets are these days. Mm-hmm. But we were actually crazy enough to do the Mickey's not so scary Halloween, which is an additional <laughs> cost on top of your ticket, your annual pass. Um, and I will, I mean, of course the kids love it. They absolutely love it. But if you have the pass, it's really not worth it. Um, unfortunately, and we've gone the past few years because, you know, the kids like to dress up, they love to get the candy and the lines are usually hardly any, right? Mm -hmm. Well, they're closing rides. So, and then other things are closed to use for candy. So that, puts all the lines or all the, all the rides with longer lines. Uh, so one, it used to be that, you know, the, the longest line you'd be waiting in was 20 minutes. Uh, it's a small world was like a 25 minute line. And that's like, usually like no line. Uh, so, you know, for it to be a shorter night, uh, and the long lines, like 45, 50 minute wait times, Honestly, it's not worth it to me,
0: mm-hmm.
1: but the kids loved it. And the parade is super cute. And, you know, you meet a lot of the villains um, if you like the villains, but they do had we went to a villain's night during the summer when we went out um, to Orlando for a week. Um, and that was probably, I think, much better than the Mickey's Not So Scary. I mean, you don't get you don't get candy, but they were passing out popcorn and ice cream <laughs> all you want. So, and then, um, the lines were actually probably what Mickey's not so scary Halloween used to be. So I think maybe they're popping up with these other after hour events to maybe Mm -hmm. alleviate how crazy Mickey's not so scary Halloween is becoming. Um, because it, for the money you're spending, it's just, it wasn't, it wasn't worth it. And I hate to say that because. The kids love it, but then they're like, it's time to go. And they're like, well, we didn't get to do this ride and this ride and this ride. You know, they have opinions now and they know when you're missing a ride. And it's like, (laughs) I'm sorry, you know, it's the park is closing and we can't do everything. And, you know, they do it on like, I think Tuesdays, Fridays and Sundays. And I think a lot of people had the same idea we did. We're like, it's Sunday. People aren't going to go because there's school on Monday, right? No. Mm -hmm. (laughs) everybody was I feel it was busier there than like a normal day and with us we've gotten like the the fast pass system down pat that we're better off going on just like a normal day Mm -hmm. so but you know I mean it it was fun we saw a lot of costumes we the parade with the villains so I mean it was fun but I think for the money it's not worth it unfortunately
0: Oh, but that's kind of sad to hear.
1: Yeah, but nice. luckily we have our passes. And so now we can go back and hit yeah. all the
0: rides that we missed. Yes, that sounds like fun. Yeah. Now, what advice would you have for someone uh, to take their kids to Disney World? I've only been one time. I went to Animal Kingdom with my daughter, which has probably been about four years ago. And we're ready to go back. Um so what kind of advice would you give to someone who wants to take their kids that's not doesn't really know much about it. So I would say
1: you know I, I think the biggest challenge is you, people are spending a lot of money and they want to enjoy it, right? They want to max out their time and make sure they get on everything, but I think you need to spread it out, out over a few days mm-hmm. um and do the park hopper so that um you're not so overwhelmed with trying to get everything done in one day. Uh, and what we do with the kids, like we'll go to a water park in the morning um, for a few hours. And then we go back to the hotel and make the kids take a nap. So, because even my, even my almost seven year old, we make him take a nap because, mm. and he has learned now, he understands the process because we've been doing it for a while that, If he wants to stay later, um, you know, he, he needs his nap so that he's Mm -hmm. not cranky, not falling asleep. So then we head back over to the park. The sun isn't blaring, you know, it's not as hot. So we head back over anywhere between four and six and actually clears out some of the people because they've been there all day and their kids are cranky and tired and they just can't handle it anymore. So we, um, we, schedule all of our fast passes in the afternoon. Um, so we'll have one four to five, five to six, six to seven. And then there's the shows like between if you know, you're waiting on a fast pass, we go to see the bird show. It's it's air conditioned. The kids love it. There's the, the bear show. The kids love that one, the Mickey Mm Philharmonic. So you make sure you go to all these shows that you don't need a fast pass and you're not waiting in lines to kind of fill those gaps. But now when you're done with that, third fast pass you can add another fast pass and when you're done with that one you can add another fast pass what people don't know so when you go to when you go to disney you need to make sure you have the app so mm-hmm. then you know you're just constantly adding those fast passes so you're not waiting in line and you're just going through everything um and then the kids are all well rested the, the the parks i mean it's still going to be busy but it's not as crazy but busy, busy it's not that hot Um, and then you're mixing the shows with the rides and, and you have, it's, it's a lot, you're not trying to get everything in, but because you can come back the next day. Um, and that's what we usually, we usually do. And, uh, so we'll pick one park a night to get the most that we can. Um, but if you feel like your kid, your child doesn't need a nap, uh, you can go earlier and do the same routine with the fast passes and the shows, you know, just make sure you're getting mm-hmm. enough water. You're spacing it out where you can have a little rest with those shows. Cause that's probably, I'm telling you, it's probably the best way to do it. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and then you achieve a lot more by not, trying to stand in all these lines and the kids get irritable. I mean, they are so happy to be there, but they're little kids at the same time. So there's Mm -hmm. only so much they can handle also. Um, Mm -hmm. So just trying not to be more realistic going into the Mm -hmm. park is probably the best advice I could give.
0: Well, that's really good. Thank you so much for sharing that. Yeah, absolutely. And, and animal kingdom is great. You got
1: to see avatar, that was an amazing ride what they did to that probably one of the best rides i've ever been on but then you have the safari which is awesome you do it right at do it at sunset when the sun's coming down and all the animals are out kind of grazing around and the lions are out during the day it's too hot and they're all kind of like fight, finding their hiding spots in, in the the shade um, so but you know you in the light show is awesome the bug show lots to do over there um so that's fun you know all the parks really they they each have something special that the kids love
0: now you had mentioned about your husband and soccer being in his blood and in his background um with his family and so and I know that y'all kind of follow uh I don't know if it's like the tournament, or whatever it is, y'all follow soccer, and y'all get to go and see some of the things, and y'all have been to Russia, right, with the, and yes, could you tell us some about that experience, and a little bit about traveling in Russia, because I know, like, for me, Russia's just not on my um, to-do list, or want to-do list, and so, could you make it a little bit brighter for us that don't understand it? Because we know in the news, they make things look so bad and everything's so bad over there. But um, I know that you have a different experience. Could you share that with us? Yeah, absolutely.
1: So, um, yes, my husband is a, almost a soccer fanatic. You can say that. Um, so we, we go to a lot of the tournaments. Like we went to France in 2016 for the Euro Cup. We went to Russia last summer for the World Cup. Um, unfortunately us didn't make it, but there were still lots of Americans there to, to just be a part of the atmosphere because it really is amazing. You get all these cultures coming in, um, to, you know, root for their team, but it's really fun to see. And for the most part, people are very warm, very open, and they want to, you know, just have fun, get to know each other. It's not, it's not like people hating on each other because they're from a different country it's really a great feeling to be a part of it. Um, and you know, I will say I was, I was skeptic, you know, um, when my husband was like, okay, let's go to Moscow. It's Russia. It's world cup. We got to do it. We got to plan it. And I was, I was, I was skeptical. Um, my mother-in-law is Russian. Um, but she, she was pretty much, she grew up in Serbia. She, um, but she would go visit go back to Russia in summers and stuff, but she, it never really came up too much in conversation when she was like, oh it's absolutely beautiful you know you should go mm-hmm. um, but my sister in-law didn't even want to go she's got two boys uh, very close to my kids um, and she uh, that's you know her mother is Russian but she didn't want to go um, but then I'm like, you know what why why am I listening to all these um, external people who have never been. And then there's people who have been, and there's, I've had neighbors who went on mission trips also. They're like, Oh my God, it's amazing. So we're like, okay, let's plan it. Let's do it. My mother went, his mom went, his dad, um, and his girlfriend went. So we went, a big group of us went, um, and it was probably the best decision. I, it's the Moscow was the most beautiful city I've seen. It was clean it was so family-friendly. Uh, there, there were playgrounds and parks and fountains every other couple of blocks for kids. There was more to do for kids in Moscow than in, in Tampa or in New York or in Chicago. Any big city here, there was so much more for them to do over there. Um, and, and kids speak the language of play. So mm-hmm. they just went and started playing with the kids. There was no rhyme or reason. They just were out there having fun and they absolutely loved it. Um, My kids also had more of a, no, and my, my mother and they were very exposed to Russian food. So they, they love caviar. They love uh, the dumplings over there. They love soup. So they, they adapted very well. I will say when traveling over there, the kids adapt to the jet lag much better than we do. Um, and, and that's just it. It's what you see on the news um, that kind of keeps people from actually traveling to places because it was absolutely nothing that you see in the news. The news is reporting, and that's all sides, all angles, all whatever whatever news outlet. They They just... They hear the worst so they report on the worst and mm-hmm. and I will say it's vice versa. We have family in Europe who don't want to travel to the United States because of what they see on the news. They think everybody has a gun and that it's the wild wild west so uh-huh. they they don't want to come here because of what they see on the news and and that's unfortunate because you know we're keeping a lot of people who really do want to see the world but fear is like stopping them because they think it's dangerous or or this is going to happen or this is going to happen. And, you know, me and my husband have the mindset of we live once, so we need to make the most of it. And we want to have the best experiences with our kids so that they are very open to the world and to the cultures around them so that um, and that's how you make change happen. You know, you are open to the world. Um, And, and it was beautiful. We went to St. Petersburg also, which it was, it was stunning. It's beautiful. We went to the museums, we took a boat ride, you know, we really, and we walked all around the city and it was amazing. The people were warm. Um, I will say like the, anyone under 35 spoke English. Uh, The older generation did not. Uh, but we had my mother-in-law, and she speaks Russian. So uh, we had a built-in translator with us. But um, for the most part, like at the hotels, and uh, they all spoke English to us. I mean, Moscow had the Four Seasons, the Ritz-Carlton. They had all the big-name hotels. So uh, Moscow's doing something right if they're pulling in that those big names. Um, and it, it was very clean. The people were great. I would highly recommend it if you ever had a chance. And I will say that it was not on our, our bucket list, but when Mm -hmm. the world cup was going there, we're like, you know, maybe we should see it. And, and I'm so happy we did because now we want to go back because it was so amazing.
0: Why do you think that Moscow is so kid friendly is, are there a bunch of kids over there or is it just kind of, their way of getting tourists in or how do, how does that work for them do you think yeah no there's kids everywhere there mm-hmm.
1: there's at every playground there's a bunch of kids playing there's the the fountains all the kids running around getting soaking wet like you would see at you know a little splash pad uh mm-hmm. where i'm from you know there's there's kids everywhere and they're all out playing like they're very family friendly oriented um and if all their kids are out playing that tells me you know it's mm-hmm. not as bad as you know the people think it is because you you i guess the russians have this very cold persona um and it's not real it's just their their persona they're very warm inside um and I, my my mother-in-law actually told me that it's you're not it's just how they're raised that you're not supposed to smile at every like here, Americans are very cheerful. They're always happy and smiling for the most part, or they're greeting people there. It's not, that's not their social economic background to just be happy and smiling and waving to people, you know, like in the suburbs here, they're, mm-hmm. they're, they're not very warm opening their arms up and hugging you, but they they do have good hearts. They're very, they're very nice people when you talk to them.
0: Well, that's good to know. You, did you know that I um, interviewed a a mom from Russia on one oh, of my Yeah, and her and her family's traveling Russia. They're actually in the United States now, but she was so sweet and just um, real soft spoken and everything. So, yeah, they are good people. Yeah, no, I mean everyone we encountered, the, and and they
1: they have the it takes a village over there. Mm-hmm. Um, i so if the you know they just out of uh, they saw like one of the kids like struggling on climbing you know the doing the seesaw or something and they were there just to kind of lend their hand when i was like watching from afar like they just they're very warm people that so um whatever is going on over there in their government it's not a, like it's who the people are and i think most people are inherently good
0: that's good well thank you for painting that pretty picture for us (laughs) yeah it's so beautiful we did the red square um
1: and and we saw those beautiful buildings we got the picturesque building I will say that like you can't go into these uh places thinking you're going to get the perfect family picture because you're (laughs) we all of our like we have the funniest pictures of the kids like pouting in front of the Mona Lisa, like, um, trying to get out of my husband's hands, you know, you're, you're not going to, but the good thing is it's a great story to laugh at because you remember the moment of trying to get that perfect picture Mm -hmm. and what actually reality gives you. And it's pretty funny. Uh, so I actually hang these pictures up on my walls because (laughs) they're, they're funny and you can't, they're kids, you know, they don't understand. Oh, I'm standing in front of the Mona Lisa, or I'm standing in the, this famous red square, you know, mm-hmm. they don't, we try to teach them, but you know, they're still little. So you make the most of it and you just laugh at the pictures you do get. Yes, for sure.
0: Now what, what are some <laughs> tips you could give us on traveling, um, like overseas with children?
1: I will say the most important thing is um, when you fly over there, like the uh, United States to Europe, that's the most important flight to get the kids as comfortable as, as possible so they sleep the whole way. Um, and we've been lucky enough for our kids to sleep pretty much the minute they get on the, the plane because we book a late flight. Um, ten or most Most flights to Europe are the overnight flights. So keep that in mind. But so we, um, we put them on and get them comfortable. Um, and like this, the one last, when we flew basically to London, um, we, they, they got on the flight and they fell asleep and then they slept the whole ride until about 30 minutes until landing. And then we keep them up as long as we can to keep them, get them onto the schedule. Um, and then, it actually works great because then they are exhausted by the time we put them to bed and then they sleep until like 10 o'clock the next morning. And then we're like, man, they need to wake up, but making sure they're comfortable and, and keeping them, uh, they, like I said, they adjust better than we do. And I, I mean, I'm exhausted trying to keep them awake, but, um, it really helps get them adjusted to try to get them on that schedule as, uh, as much as possible. Coming back is more an adjustment than going over there. Um, and, and the most important flight I would say is getting from the U S to, to Europe. Um, because you know, that that's the price your flight you're looking at. Um, Norwegian is a really great airline, I would say to get, uh, the best most comfort if you can spend it. They have a they don't have first class over there on our Norwegian, but they do have a a business type. The the chairs don't lay back completely, but it's much more economical than doing like a first class flight on British Airways, which is gonna cost you three thousand, four thousand a flight mm. per person. Mm. Um Norwegian, you can get a business class for like six hundred dollars from Orlando to London and it, it's so comfortable. It lays you back. Um, it's that, that I would say if you can only just do one leg, you do that (laughs) one. So you start the, you start the trip off, right. Um, and then we come back on the economy, which, you know, they kind of keep busy with their iPads or their toys that we pack, um, on the plane, because that's, they're not going to sleep really as much, but, you know, hopefully they get a nap in, but getting there is the most important. And then once you're there, the flights are so easy, easy to move around in Europe. Um, you know, you can fly from London to Lisbon, London to Barcelona, London to mm-hmm. Serbia, London to Croatia. You can do all this for like $90 to $100 per person on like EasyJet um, and their, their, their economy class flights. Uh, it's not like here where Tampa to Chicago is going to run you three, $400 mm-hmm. a person. It's so easy to fly over there. And, um, my, my friend who I work with, she was living in the UK and for two years, she moved, um, with our, our company to the UK for two years and she came back and she's like, Oh my God, I'm going to miss it. Every weekend they went to a different country because mm-hmm. it was so cheap for her. And she's like, I can't do that here. Um, so you know, like last summer, um, we spent three weeks over there, but we went to seven countries because of how easy it is to fly, um, over there. We were in Copenhagen. We went to Oslo, Norway. Um, we went to Venice. We were in Croatia. Um, we were, we were in Serbia, uh, to see where uh, my husband grew up for, so the kids could see it. And, and it's so, it's so cheap to fly over there. So you, we, we make the most to see everything we can see. Um, of course, as long as it's suitable with the kids and, and their schedules uh, to make sure that we're not somewhere too long, but also too short because we don't want to run the kids crazy. Mm-hmm. Um, but, um, you know, the kids adjust really easy. If you, I know a lot of people say they're like, oh, we'll wait till the kids get older to travel. So that, you know, it's easier. Um, I will say, yeah, when they're babies, it's probably harder because you got to pack, you know, bottles and baby food and diapers. But they are little champs. They have their bag. They have their little backpack. They know the security line. They know the whole deal. And they're so, they're little professionals flying and they, it's so easy. To, now each time I travel with them, me and my husband are like, man, this is really easy because it's getting easier and easier because we don't have all the stuff that we were traveling with when they were babies. Um, and, and they carry their own stuff now and they're take pride in their backpacks and they have their little iPad and their little toys. So they take ownership And they are so excited. Oh, well, thank you for sharing that with us. Yes, Uh, it's it's fun. It's really fun to see their faces and the things they see, and and it's living completely. It's a new experience than when my husband and I were traveling without kids. Like there's things we wouldn't even noticed or seen that they pick up on because you know mm-hmm. how how slow kids are mm-hmm. like we're like let's go chop 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 and then they're <laughs> like well look at this look mommy did you see this and I'm like well no I didn't <laughs>
0: <laughs> and you see it through a different eyes too through their eyes is just a, a, a like a whole new world
1: absolutely absolutely so you really take the you take a step back and be like oh wow
0: that is interesting <laughs> oh I love that <laughs> yeah well my last question for you is do you have any advice for a mom that wants to travel
1: yeah you know I I know I know there's things there's challenges uh, like financially that keep people from traveling but you don't even have to travel far to find these random little things like um we have this this show called um I think it's excursion on a gas tank where you you, there's stuff in your local area or in your state that you can drive to, um, on a gas tank.
0: Mm.
1: And I I just do it. You, You, you have such a short amount of time with your child before they grow up and are like, Oh, you're embarrassing me that, um, you want to make the most of it. So when they do look back and get past that, you know, time that they aren't embarrassed to be around mom, be like, you know, we had a lot of fun. We did. We have great memories. And even just for you, because you know, they're going to grow up and have their own life. And you want to have these memories with them. Um, And it's so precious. And it's so short that we, we just want to make the most of it. Um, and, And we have fun and we have stories that come from each trip. Uh, and I will tell you that when I went to, uh, when we went to France back in 2016, Cristiano was a year and a half, but he was mesmerized by the Eiffel tower and we have the videos and him and Maxim playing under the Eiffel tower and then it lighting up, um, And they watch those videos all the time because our lovely iPhone, you know, we didn't have our parents didn't have iPhones growing up so that they couldn't take video of every single thing we do. Right. Mm -hmm. So um, but now we do. And all the tricks that I have, uh, I probably need to clean out my iPhone before I get the storage (laughs) full uh, message popping up. Um, But they watch it over and over again. And so Cristiano remembers going to the Eiffel Tower. I don't think it's because he has such a great memory. I think it's because he watches those videos all the time in my phone and it keeps that memory alive inside his head so that he remembers it. Um, And we didn't have, you know, we didn't have this technology. So when your mom tells you you went to see the Eiffel Tower at one, you're like, oh, okay. Mm -hmm. But um, these these experiences are kept alive because of technology and, and it keeps it lit in their memory of the things they did. So I think we have that advantage. Uh, So they do remember because I know a lot of parents are like, oh, they won't remember. But there are so many amazing memories that these kids will bring up to me because they've been watching the videos that I recorded of them when they were one, two, and three. Um, and, And they just... It's so much fun to see it in their eyes. And, and we also try to teach them that they are very lucky to have these experiences because a lot of people don't get these experiences. We're very Mm -hmm. blessed, very lucky to, to, um, have these chances to do what we're doing. So we try to ingrain that into the kids. So when they see others struggling, we want them to be open and, and giving, um, and, and care about the world, um, but, you know, for the people who can't afford to get on a flight to go somewhere, there's all these ran like and we we just did it. We went to Venice Beach, which is an hour and a half drive from us to go find shark teeth because that's like the world capital of shark teeth. <laughs> um, so and then in Gainesville, there's an elephant sanctuary, which is on our bucket list. And in Ocala, there's a, a bee farm. So we're we have these little tiny things. We have big um, aspirations on our bucket list. And we have these, these small ones that are within driving distance. So, um, you know, on the weekends, you know, I know work weeks are crazy. Everyone's working school activities, but on the weekends we try to do something fun with the kids, um, so that they can remember it so that we, you know, have fun memories together as a family.
0: Yes. Well, I love that. And Kristen, I want to thank you so much for being on the show with us today. Yeah, absolutely. Thank you so much for having me. It's been fun. I, I appreciate the opportunity to chat yeah. and share my experiences. Absolutely. Well, thank you. And now where can we follow you at? Yeah, I'm on Instagram at Pish Posh Travel with
1: Kids. Um, I kind of came up with that name because it's kind of ironic because Pish Posh with Kids is <laughs> not really ideal. So just thought it was kind of funny. Um, but you can find me at the same on Facebook, Pish Posh Travel with uh, with Kids. Um uh, yeah. So, and I have a blog, um, pish Uh, so yeah, you can find
0: me most of those places. Mm-hmm. if you're interested. Well, wonderful. Well, thank you. And, um, until next time, may your family be blessed and your travels be awesome. Oh my goodness. I hope you enjoyed the show as much as I did. I just love how the moms are so open and honest about their life and their family. You can subscribe to hear every episode on Anchor.fm or Spotify. If you haven't already, be sure to follow us on Instagram, Facebook, and Pinterest at Travel Loving Moms. You can also find some great resources, books I love, and more guest info on the website at www.travellovingmoms.com. One more thing. If you're saying to yourself, self, I would love to be a guest on the podcast, but what do I need to do to make that happen? Well, let me tell you, it's easy. Go to www.travellovingmoms.com slash be a guest. Fill out the guest form. I look forward to hearing from you soon. So thanks again for listening. Have a wonderful day.